Now we will have that split sermon brought to us by our deacon of the congregation, of course, David Hope, with the title, Keep On, Keeping On. David Hope. Thank you, Mr. Willhoy. Good to see you back again after round two or three of your whatever it is. Do what? Oh, okay. Well, I've been standing by. I quit standing by. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All these technical things, I tell you, and you get my age. I just had a birthday yesterday, and and that big seven oh, you know, and I just, I just, uh, I, I, well, I didn't have a problem with age until I hit that double nickel, you know, fifty five, and I thought, man, that is really, really getting old. But I'd love to be that old again. Anyway, good to be alive, and all the technical things we were talking about. Uh, I just wanted to put a plug in. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and someone may have already done it. Sometimes I haven't been here. For you hearing-impaired people like myself, we have several of these little contraptions over here, and I guarantee you it makes a big difference. If you're having difficulty hearing some of the uh, lighter voices, uh, they have uh, volume control on it, and they come standard with a little ear bulb thing on it. And... Uh, I like I like this. I just bought this on my own, you know, because I uh, I like to hear it out of both sides. But anyway, uh, if if any of you or if you know of anyone that has a hearing problem, uh, please tell them. I would sit down here under the speakers to where I could hear, and that that's a lot better. But you know, uh, I have at my age, I have a lot of back trouble. I get up, you know, and go walk around, and and I don't like to enter. You know, people say, well. Somebody must have made him mad, you know, that he didn't like what he said. But I can walk around the parking lot and check on the cars and still hear. And uh, when I do this, you know, I'm not listening to a radio. I'm just praising God. I'm not saying touchdown or field goal or something. It's, you know, praise God. Anyway, get all that stuff out of the way. I, I intended to get out of here fairly quick today so we could uh, get back this evening and... and uh, I uh, turned my scripture list over to Brian a little earlier, and I thought, wow, I've got that many scriptures. So I'll, I'll, it, I'll, I'll try to get them over with uh, quicker. Uh, for several years now, and most of you know, we have been admonished and encouraged, as we are every year before Passover time, to reflect on our personal lives. And we've been doing that for several weeks now. And to see if we individually... Not check someone else, but check if we individually may need some extra attention in our own personal life. We do, and you've been doing that, I know. And we're still probably going to hear more of that. You know, God knows what is best for his creation, whether it's the animal kingdom, plant kingdom. You know, he knows everything's interdependent. He knows how to make it work. And same way with the human realm. He knows what makes the humans work best. And he instituted, and as part of that, you know, uh, uh, God knows that the Ten Commandments really are absolutely the best overall, in a nutshell, best for humans. And he instituted the annual holy days and the weekly Sabbaths to basically to keep us mindful 
to help keep us mindful of that way and to help us to have the knowledge and also to maintain, have the strength to maintain that perfect way of life. And, and word, the key is maintain. We need to maintain. And we, are, we do uh, rejuvenate ourselves every year to Passover time. And one of the reasons, I guess, or the big reason behind me preparing this message, and some say, well, maybe you should have waited until after Passover, but I don't know when I'll be speaking after Passover, so, uh, and I may not. Uh, but anyway, uh, I've, I've observed over the years, and I know some of you have too, some people have given up this way of life. Some people were very strong at one time in this way of life. We know people that have been that way. But for some reason, they, you know, they're, they're not with this way of life anymore. And using that big number, and I didn't plan on getting into the, you know, my age and all this stuff. Uh, uh, but as vain as I am, I had to mention it anyway. But, uh, you know, uh, we're, a lot of us are getting older, and, and I get thinking, well, a lot of these people, and even Bible uh, individuals, when they got older, they, they lost interest. And I and and I think a few of the other people uh, that older may even have some of the same symptoms. You know, well, we just don't have the energy that we used to have. You know, I don't have the excitement that that I just jump out of bed and put on my shoes real quick and run a marathon or something. And and we and sometimes I equate that with lethargic spiritually, and I don't want to ever get that way spiritually. And I know some of you are the, may have some of the same feelings. And by the way, hello everybody out on uh, the website and TV and in the future uh, video watching. But today I want to talk about a few danger signs or a few dangers anyway in our lives and some things to, that we can do to keep on track or to help us keep on keeping on. And I want to go to my first scripture is, is very familiar. With, you know, most of us have heard before, and we will hear again. In uh, First Kings, the third chapter. First Kings, the third chapter, and and looks like I have verse five. In in Gibeon. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God asked, or God said, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, You have shown to your servant David, my father, great mercy according, to, according as he has walked before you in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you, and you have kept him, have kept for him this great kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of, my, instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child. And sometimes, and especially when we were younger in the faith, I think we've, we felt that we're a little child. Child of God, a babe. I know how... I know not how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered 
were counted for multitude, a great responsibility, and, and Solomon felt very inadequate to take on that responsibility, very humble. Give therefore your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this great, this so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked yourself for yourself long life, neither have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern judgment. A very humble man, a very righteous man. Behold, I have done according to your words. So God had already given it to him. Even while he was dreaming, he had given it to him. Behold, I have done according to your words. So I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like you before you, neither after you shall any rise like unto you. I have also, I have, and I have also given you that which you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto you this all your days. If, and if you will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as your father David did walk, then I will lengthen your days. And here's some things that Solomon and all of the kings of Israel should have been doing, should have done. God instructed them before they even had a king in Deuteronomy, the 17th chapter. Deuteronomy 17 and start in verse 14. When you are coming to the land which the Lord, get, the Lord your God gives you, and shall possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are, around, that are about me, you shall in any wise set him over, king over you whom the Lord your God shall choose. One from among your brethren shall you set king over you, you may not set a stranger over you, which over you, which is not of your brothers, but he shall not but he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt to the end that he should multiply horses, shouldn't get rich anyway, for as much as the Lord has said unto you you shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, hmm. that his heart turn not away, neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. And it shall be when he sits upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write a copy of this law. shall write a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests of the Levites. So all the kings were to write a copy of that, and listen to this, 
and it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. Should we be reading all the days of our life? That he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law that these stat that and these statutes do to do them, that his heart be not lifted above his brethren, and that he turn not side from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days and his kingdom and his children in the midst of Israel. So he was to write a copy of the law and to read it every day. And we'll go back to 1 Kings again, go over just a few chapters past that, 1 Kings verse, or chapter 11. So apparently he quit doing some of these things. 1 Kings 11, and we'll break into about 4. For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect before the Lord his God, as he as was the heart of David his father. Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Amorites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did his father David. Of course, I don't. I don't think we have to worry too much about too many wives. I, I do good to keep one. So, uh, but anyway, then did Solomon build a uh, build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all the strange wives which burnt incense and, and sacrificed unto their God, their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. So God apparently appeared to him a couple of times after that, and he still didn't heed. And had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which the Lord commanded. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, Forasmuch as this is done of you, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes which I have commanded you, I will surely rend the kingdom from you and will give it unto your servant. So I, I think once in a while if, if Solomon, as wise as he was and as the fabulous uh, possessions God gave him, if he could fall away, we could also. Not that I'm worried about it, but I'm, I think we need to be concerned about it because we have seen... Christians over the years that that uh, have just totally given up this way of life. So 
I'm going to go over to the New Testament a little bit, over to First uh, uh, Corinthians. First uh, Corinthians, uh, ninth chapter. Right at the end of the ninth chapter, uh, chapter uh, nine, verse twenty-seven. But I keep, and we're breaking into the end of a thought here, or into a thought. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I may myself, or others, I myself, should be a castaway. So Paul realized that even he could. He wasn't worried, but he could. First Corinthians 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank that spiritual rock that followed them, which was Christ. But with many of them, with many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were for our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So we have to make sure that we look at the examples of the Old, of the Old Testament, New Testament, both, and make sure we learn the good and the bad from all of those because they're for our examples. Verse 7, Neither be you idolaters as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And, of course, it has a lot of other sexual connotation and other things. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Verse 10, Neither murmur you, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all of these things, verse 11, Now all of these things happen to them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him think that he stands, take heed, lest he falls. Go over now to First um, Peter. Anyway, we are, we are taking heed. We are examining ourselves right now, and we'll continue to do it. We have the very awesome Passover and service and unleavened bread coming up. Over to First Peter. Uh, fifth chapter.
with First Peter 5, verse 6. Some more admonition for us. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And we are trying, or in the process now of exalting ourselves. We're going to have the foot washing service tomorrow night <clears throat> and reiterate what Christ went through. Casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. So Satan is real, and many of you, many of us, realize that around Passover time, a lot of years, he throws a little curve at us, throws a little prick at us, tries to get our mind off of the Passover and over the seriousness and over our sins and over the great forgiveness that we have received of him. But Satan, for many times, does throw a hook in, and we generally we overcome that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And whom stead, resist steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered for a little while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And some of you may say, well, what else can we do? Well, it would be good to organize our life to seek God first. And we realize that... Uh, some of the ways to seek God first, and I'm not going to go into all of those today, uh, prayer, Bible study, meditation, fasting. Some people will say, well, I don't have time to pray in the morning. Traffic just bad. i got to get up. Well, other people will say, man, I don't have time not to. Things go so much worse. But uh, we'll go a little bit on prayer. We'll, we'll go to... Uh, uh, Psalms, the 55th chapter. Some people will say, well, when, when should I pray? Well, you can pray as often as you want, but some people pray uh, quite often. And, of course, Scripture says be instant in prayer. But here's an example of, of, of David praying. Uh, Psalms 55, verse 16. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. So David had a habit of praying in the evening, in the morning, and noon. Of course, when we see scriptures in the uh, New Testament, a great deal of them prayed throughout the day. Uh, Peter and Paul and some of them, the, the ninth hour, the sixth hour, uh, at noon. Uh, Cornelius was praying during the daytime. Uh, but the key is that we should pray and pray often. Uh, Daniel, sixth chapter. And if prayer is not a part of our life, it, it's not hard to make it a part of our life, and I think we'll see the difference in it. Daniel 6 and verse 10. 
Now we know that there was a proclamation made at that time that they should serve, they should make no petition to any other person. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave, God, gave thanks before his God as he did before time. So it didn't make any difference. Daniel continued to pray three times a day and he didn't care who heard him, who saw him, or anything. That would be a good example for us. Like I said a while ago, there's, there's a complete sermon just on prayer, Bible study, meditation, and fasting, but we don't have time to do that today. And uh, sometime in a later day, and I know others will be uh, preaching about those subjects too. Um, I'd like to go to First uh, Thessalonians. And I'm going to wind down here so we can get out of here a little early today. We have to come back later on. And also, uh, I think there was another scripture I wanted to just kind of throw in uh, a while ago. Even, well, I don't need to go there. I even talked about, Paul said, even Demas has forsaken me, you know, having loved this world, this present world. Uh, you know, a person that was a uh, good helper with Paul uh, decided to uh, go another way. I'll just read off the chart back there. My pages are wanting to stick together here for some reason, this old Bible. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil to any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. See where am I? Rejoice evermore, verse 16. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. And that's and we can do that, and there are a lot of ways, but we won't go into that today. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and, and what a what a simple thing that we that that will do. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He that calls you, who will also do it. So if we do these things, it'll be a lot easier to keep on keeping on, and, and we must keep on keeping on.